Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education, stories that will hopefully encourage and inspire. I am Brent Coley, your host, an elementary principal in Southern California, and joining me today, very, very excited. I'm already inspired just by the pre-conversation I've been having with the one, the only, Adam Welcome. Adam, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm, hey, I'm doing awesome. Great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you got it. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, I know you and I, we, I think we've met in person one time at the Q Conference. Uh, we're recording right now in December. Back in, what was it, March, we met face-to-face. It was so cool because I remember when you came up, you yep. said, you look like your Twitter profile. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, true, that's how- man. That's how we recognized each other was, hey, you look like you look like your Twitter profile. But um, for anyone who is not familiar with you, with your work, who is Adam Welcome? So I'm an, I'm an educator. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a runner. I'm an author. Started off as an elementary teacher, uh, elementary school principal for six years. Currently, I'm director of innovation for a large school district in the, in the Bay Area. And uh, I'm also an author of Kids Deserve It, uh, author, co-author, co-founder um, of the book. And it's more than just a book. It's a, it's a movement, really. Uh, just a, it's a way of thinking, a way of, way of working with, and with adults. And I also travel the country and, and speak quite a bit. And uh, I also do a little bit of running as well, too, which uh, I like to do in my spare time to keep myself balanced, which is very important. Absolutely. Well, um you mentioned Kids Deserve It, which is fantastic. Episode 34, I got to chat with your co-author, Todd Nesloni. We had a cool conversation. So anyone listening, if you haven't listened to 34, we talked about, um, what did we talk about in 34? We talked about sharing stories, which is kind of what Kids Deserve It is about, is doing what's best for kids. So anyone not listening, I mean, this is not a book plug. I'm not getting paid or anything like that, (laughs) but it is definitely worth your while. You got to pick up Kids Deserve It. And Adam, when I reached out to you and said, hey, I would love to have you share some stories on the podcast, you said goal setting, like setting big goals. That's the kind of stories that you wanted to share. So I'm going to pass it on to you. What do you want to talk about in terms of goals? What kind of stories do you want to share as far as goals are concerned? Yeah, you know, especially, I think this is very timely, Brent, especially coming up on the new year. People always set these, you know, New Year's resolutions, which I've never been, that's never been my my flavor. I've always just felt it can be any time. And if I have something that I want to do, I just go, we just go make it happen. And goals are just so important. And I just feel so many people just undersell, like, it's like a Ferrari and we're just driving around in third gear. Like we got a shift. This is a six speed and there's a lot under the hood. I want to see what we can do. And as a, as an elementary school principal, uh, I got to my first school as principal and we have 30 iPads and one computer lab. And my goal was to have my school be one-to-one and 18 months later, our whole school of 560 kids, and, you know, like you could say, oh, I want to go two to one. I want to increase technology. Use. Uh, I just really feel that when you go big, people go, people kind of look, look at you different. And they're like, oh, well, all right. Like, how are you, how are we going to make that happen? And I, I really think people want to be a part of that and collateral benefits of other people saying, wow, 
well, they're doing that. Maybe I can do this. Um, and then also just personally, personal goals are, are so important. Uh, I, I think we sell ourselves short personally as well, too. Like I got one chance at this life, and I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Like We could all be gone tomorrow, and I just never want to have any, any regret. Any, I, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have tried this. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of regret. I, I know for people that I talk to, like, ah, oh, when I was younger, I would have done this and done that. And I just never want to be, be, be a part of that conversation. And, um, it's just always been in my nature to really go big and have big goals. Uh, whenever I sign a kid's deserve a book, I always write, go big and be awesome for kids. Uh, because we, we, we have to go big, especially when it's, when it's, when it's in reference to kids, um, and, and their future. So, um, I just see so many people, oh yeah, I wrote that on my computer. I wrote that on a piece of paper and nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. It just sat there. So, okay, great, Adam. Like I have big goals. How do I go achieve them? I'm a big believer in talking out loud. Tell people about your goals. Be public. Put it on social media. Last December, an example, um, I run and I, I ran a marathon. It was my, it was my seventh marathon of my life. And I decided I wanted to do something bigger. So last December, I decided I was going to run 12 marathons in 2017. I wanted to do one marathon a month. And a lot of people called me crazy. You can't do that. There's no way. You don't have time. And I was like, well, I'm going to make it happen. And I wrote blogs about it. I talked about it on social media. And just Sunday, I actually finished my 13th marathon. I did an extra one. Um, and, you know, I talk about the talking about it out loud and, and sharing your story because People help you out. You know, if you're, you can't do it by yourself. Even if your family knows about it and they're supporting you, I cannot tell you how many people across the country have sent me notes, videos, text messages. Adam, we're thinking about you. I know you can do it. It takes a village, just like a school, right? The principal can't do everything. It takes a village. You can't do it all. It takes the whole office. That's the village. And people will help you with your goals. But be vocal. Be public. Um, it's also accountability partners. Hey, you've been slacking. Have you been training? Have you been doing your thing? Have you been holding it up? Um, I, I just think it's really important. And uh, I don't think writing them down is enough. Talk about them. Repeat. Adjust your goals. Um, I actually made my goal even bigger. I decided to do 12. And I was like, well, you know what? I want to do one more. So I ran a double marathon on Sunday. I ran the marathon backwards in the middle of the night at 1 a.m. And then I ran the regular marathon. And then a couple of months ago, I was like, you know what? I want to finish the year off even more. And I'm doing a 24-hour race on New Year's Eve where I'm going to run from 9 a.m. to 9 a.m. And uh, I'm actually going to do a GoFundMe and try to, try to raise a bunch of money for homeless students that are in our schools. We have over 2 million homeless students in our public schools nationwide. Um, so my running this year has been, it's been pretty selfish. It's just, it's just for me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do the hardest race, <laughs> 24 hours. Uh, for other people and just try to give back. And, um, you know, I used the word crazy before. And before we hopped on the call, I talked about that a little bit with you, Brent. And uh, people have called me crazy all year. And I've really taken out of the ammunition and turned it around. And I say, you know, I'm not crazy. I'm just maximizing the full potential that I have inside of myself. And I feel too many people just don't. They don't leave the dugout. They never get on the field. When they get on the field, uh, you know, you got to leave it all on the field. When I was in fourth grade, we were running the mile, and my co my PE teacher said, Adam, I'll bet you you can break six minutes for the mile. I ran a 550, and I threw up afterwards. 
Mm. I left everything on the field. And maybe some people are even thinking I'm more crazy. Nobody's going to come and find you. Nobody's going to come and invite you. There's too many excuses. To me, there is no excuse. Uh, and uh, it, it's up to you to make it happen. But you're not alone. Partners, be vocal about it. People will support you. Uh, I, I, like I said before, I just can't tell you how many stories of people just coming out and, uh, and rooting for me virtually. Uh, send me messages while I'm running the marathon. My phone's buzzing on Voxer and Twitter and text messages. Adam, we're thinking about you. We saw you just passed mile 20. Wow. I mean, it can't hurt you, right? But if you don't tell people about your goals, you know, I think you have a, a far less chance of accomplishing them and those people aren't going to be out there to support you. Yeah, it's, it's safe. You don't tell anybody. You put it on a piece of paper. You put, uh, you put it back in a file. It's safe. Mm -hmm. Before we jumped on the call, I, I was saying that I've done some goal setting with my staff at the beginning of the year, and we have a, a template. And one of the cool things that we did with our goals was uh, Weston Kieschnick mentioned something when I had talked with him about adding. We've got our goals, but also, what am I awesome at? He added like, so we added that this year because I think too often we sell ourselves short. You had talked before we started recording about you're underselling yourself. So it's like, what are you awesome at? But one of the things that I stress with them is with my staff, my teachers is guys, if you fill this out, you've already said this. I mean, you said exactly what I told them is if you just put this in a folder and put it back in the filing cabinet. Or you type it up on your computer and you throw it into your Google Drive or your OneDrive or wherever, and you never look at it again. Then it, this was a, a ten-minute exercise in a staff meeting that will mean absolutely nothing. I mean, I, I, as you were talking, I'm writing down the notes and I'm writing down public. I've mm -hmm. I've got like as a standing agenda item on our staff meetings where it's like, who wants to share how they're doing? Because I agree that accountability, if you don't have that there, um, it's easy. It's safe. Um, yeah, and if you, don't, if you don't make it public, it's easy to make an excuse. Well, nobody knows about it, so I can, I can just walk away quietly. You know, actually, we have a podcast, Kids Deserve It podcast, and uh, I was actually our guest months ago, and I made the announcement. Uh, Todd interviewed me. We kind of flipped the, flipped the mic around, and Todd interviewed me um about 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 my new book coming out and about the running and i i i, I there i i told everybody about the 24-hour race and after the podcast you know we, we talked on the phone he's like well dude now you really got to do it i'm like i know that's so why people i said heard that you yeah know, like and also for myself too because i could have been daunted by like man 13 marathons enough adam had a great year or whatever a lot of travel and and working out but no so like I'm holding myself accountable because it, it's easy. It's easy to sleep in. It's easy to make an excuse. It's easy to get that piece of paper and put it in the recycling bin or delete that file. Nobody knows. But when people know, they know. And then you know that they know, you know that you got you to gotta follow through, right? I mean, there's a, there's a whole pattern to it. So um, it's just super important concept, you know inside of work outside of work it's just a it's a good life skill um and the whole selling yourself short piece is just uh i mean how many people throughout history just have not had the opportunity or just sold themselves short and didn't achieve what they could have achieved if it's athletic endeavors if it's educational if it's just financial gain whatever it may be um i just never want to 
I, I never want to come up against that. No, I'm looking at the goal sheet. I pulled it up that we've got, and I, one of my favorite quotes is Michelangelo. The greater danger for most of us isn't that we aim, that our aim is too high and miss it, but that it is too low and we reach it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm thinking personally, I mean, you're saying you got to get it out there. You got to be public as the principal of the school. It's scary to stand up in front of the staff and say, here are my goals. My goals mm-hmm. in every one of your classrooms every week. Thinking, oh my gosh. And, and publicly, because I've got some of my teachers who listen to this, they're thinking, uh, Brent, you haven't been in my classroom every week. <laughs> you, you, you haven't yeah. met that goal yet, but I've put it out there. It's on the wall right next to my computer screen, so I'm staring at it all the time. So I'm constantly reminded you're falling short in this area. So you need to continue to work on this. That's the benefit of being public. Because otherwise, yeah, like, 100%, 100%. They wouldn't even know and no, whatever. So now how, as you mentioned, I mean, because obviously you've got to have a lot of discipline <laughs> to train and get ready for, you've run 13 marathons and a double one. I mean, my feet hurt just hearing that. How, what, what kind of things do you have to do to get ready for something like that? Yeah. You know, you, you got to put in the work. It's like, it's like anything you want to do. You want to achieve anything in life. You got to put, put in the work. And first thing you set the goal and then you backwards plan, how are we going to achieve this goal? And I want to preface, I mean, I'm a lifelong athlete, but I'm just a regular guy. Like I work, I have two kids, a wife. Uh, I mean, I, I, I cook and I clean and I do yard work. You know, I'm not like this pro athlete that just gets paid by Nike um, I'm a, I'm a nine to five guy. And, um, I always tell people that I, I have 30 hours in the day. People say, Adam, how do you get it all done? Um, cause I, I do, I, I'm very efficient, but I think it goes back to, um, you know, do what you're good at. I know where my strengths are and I know where my weaknesses are. And just like when I was a principal making schedules and doing spreadsheets was not my strength. So I had teacher leaders that we built that did that so I could do other things. Um, in my household, I'm not good with the money and the numbers. You know, my wife takes care of all that. Right. So, um, you know, feeding the people that are hungry, um, putting your energy where, you know, you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck, but discipline and training is key. I think having a, having, um, a schedule that you stick to is really important. I wake up at four o'clock every morning. I'm out the house by, by four 30. Uh, I mean, I'm back usually in my family still asleep. Um, and that's my routine. You know, I don't put it off till after work. The alarm goes off. I don't hit the snooze button. Um, if you want something, you need to work your butt off for it. And if it's 13 marathons in one year, or if it's a 5k, or if it's getting in classrooms every week, you got to work for that. And if you're not getting it done somewhere else, then it's not a priority and you need to prioritize. And it's like, I hear people, I hear, I hear people, uh, I want to lose weight. Well, write down everything you're eating, <laughs> you know, like, mm, you know, don't eat that. Don't drink that Starbucks mocha or you want to save money or whatever, like whatever it is, like you got to have a discipline. Can't find a discipline to me. Like that means that you just don't want it bad enough. And if you want something bad enough, you're going to do what it takes to get there. Yeah. Eric Scheninger. One of his great quotes, I remember I saw him keynote once and it has stuck with me. If it's important to you, 
you'll find a way. If not, you'll, you'll find an excuse. And I mean, as mm -hmm. you were saying that, it's like, if you want something bad enough, you'll do whatever it takes. I was asking my wife before we were getting ready to talk, I said, Hey, we're going to talk about goals. I said, what do you think I should talk? Like, what kind of goals have we set and stuff like that? And she reminded me something that it was like, Oh my gosh, that's the perfect example. In 2011, we had to short sell our house because my wife's job went away and our income went down and we had to short sell our house. So long story short, we short sold our house and had to rent for several years. And our goal was we want to get back in the game. We want to buy another house and not have to rent. And we could have said that and not changed anything, but a down payment is not a small thing. <laughs> it took a lot of discipline to do that, less eating out, things like that. And I mean, even to the point where the last down the stretch, um, we, lived with, we lived with my parents for about three months because we got to the point and that's, I mean, if I had to do it again, I would do it again because that was a sacrifice that enabled us to save more, get that down payment to where we needed it to be. And, um, and I'm happy to say we were back in the game. <laughs> we were able to do that. And for my mom and dad who actually listen, thank you, mom and dad, <laughs> because that was a sacrifice for them as well. Um, yeah, we had, it was cramped. We had two families living in one, in one four bedroom house, but we had the goal in mind. We knew how much we needed to save. We knew when we wanted to do it by. So it meant, like you said, less Starbucks, less eating out, less doing this because it wasn't going to happen if we didn't do that. Mm -hmm. So 100%. That's it. I mean, I was just going to say, so what advice you've already given all the advice to anybody listening. <laughs> it's like, if you want it bad enough, what do you, what are you going to do to, to, to make that happen? What are you going to do to make that happen? And I fully realize I, I tweeted this the other day. I fully realize not everybody can run uh, one marathon, let alone 13 marathons. But, but what you can do and work your butt off to get there. And, and that's it. And it's, it's really simple. There are, it's easy to get distracted because there's a lot of distractions in our life. Our iPhones, Netflix. I mean, if I hear one more person talk about binge watching a show on Netflix, Brent, like <laughs> my wife and I don't have cable. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's all just, it's all choices. If you choose to sit down for six hours and watch shows straight, there's a lot that you can't do yeah. personally, professionally relationships and to each their own. But then like, don't complain about it. Don't mm -hmm. complain. You don't have time. Don't complain. You don't have any money. Don't, don't complain that you're not in shape, that you don't feel good, whatever it is. I mean, if you want to do that and just not make any, and not say anything, then, you know, that's fine. Turn on the radio and people, people are talking about, you know, binge watching Netflix and I hate to pick on Netflix, but it's kind of like the thing, you know, right now. And it has been, um, like go binge yourself cause you're going to feel better and you're going to be healthier and, um, and it just kind of like forget all the other stuff. And, uh, and it, it just takes work. 
you know, in our society, if we're cold, we put a blanket on. If it's hot, we turn the air conditioning on. If we're hungry, we go to the store. If our leg hurts, we take a pill. If we're really sick, we take, take a few pills and we just get better automatically. I just feel we're so far away from like, you know, like, like, like the earth and, and pain and actually remembering what it's like to kind of suffer. Um, and I think those big goals and the work that you have to do to get to those big goals reminds you of what it really takes. It takes sacrifice. It takes not watching Netflix, talking to as many of your friends in a year. It takes, you know, saving money if you want to, you know, buy a house again. Um, there's things you can't do. Uh, there's a lot of things that I don't do, so I can do what I do do, um, uh, professionally and personally. And uh, I would say that's just the biggest advice. Um, but really the most important thing I think is just making it public because when you do make it public, I can't tell you how many people since I've been running this year and making my journey very public have started their own journey and I'm their accountability partner, Tara Martin, who is the book snaps creator uh, and currently write, writing a book about a month ago, put a picture up. She's been running. I saw a couple of pictures. I haven't seen a picture for a while. I have her cell phone number. I texted her, Tara, how's the running coming? What's up? I haven't seen anything in a while. She wrote back like, ah, Adam, thanks for the message. Life. I said, Tara, you know, I don't want to hear it. She's like, I know, I know. Adam, thank you. Thank you for being my accountability partner. I mean, I'm in California. She's in Kansas. Um, we need to stick together, uh, especially educators, Brent. But like we as just people need to stick together um, because when we're just more balanced in our life, we're better. We're better all around. I, I really do believe that. So I would say that's just the, that's just the best advice I have. And also, maybe you think a marathon's crazy, but a marathon is an amazing experience. A marathon is a great analogy for life. Case in point, people just people see the finish line and they want the finish line. But a marathon, a school year, a school year is a marathon. Yep. How many pictures on social media do you see in August? Red carpet, balloons, all the classrooms all made up. I want to go see what those classrooms look like right now, yeah. right? Because those people are those people are sprinting the first couple of miles of the marathon. You can't sprint the first couple of miles of the marathon. You got to pace yourself, right? Um, I do a lot of three D printing with students in my job, and I say three D printing is the last last mile of the marathon. The first twenty five is actually designing what you want to print, and there's a lot of iterations of that. It's really hard, and our society is a finish line society and it really, I think should be a, a marathon society because life is a marathon. It is not a sprint at times. Yes. You run faster. People around you, you got to fuel the body. You got to, you know, you got to have so many different, so many different components to that. Um, <clears throat> I really do feel it's a great analogy, not just for a school year, but for a lot of different things, uh, trying to buy a house, right? Like it's a marathon. You got to do yeah. a lot of things papers at the escrow department. Um, it's just, uh, it's a really great experience. And I know it's, it's made me a stronger uh, person, uh, husband, father, educator, uh, forget the whole running part. It's just helped me in my life, which is, uh, which is just like the biggest bonus of all. Yeah. We, I mean, our society is, I mean, instant gratification from mm -hmm. our, the, the cell phones in our pockets in our hands where we get upset when, ah, oh, it's taking two seconds for this web page to load. 
when it's like, whoa, back up a sec. But we all have the same time in the day. I mean, your point about the, the, the binge, right. things like that. Like you said, if you want to do that, fine. But don't complain that you don't have time. Because yep. we all have the same amount of time. It's how are you using it? So, That's right. gosh, great conversation. I mean, I have plantar fasciitis, so I'm not running any marathons anytime soon. But, <laughs> but. No excuses, Brent. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I do need to get in better shape. And honestly, you are inspiring me to do that. And you, you have mentioned the other book that you're, you're writing. And I've been curious about this. Run Like a Pirate is the book that, you, the book that you're writing. So is that, is that similar to what we've talked about today? A lot of ins inspiration along that vein? Yeah, so Run Like a Pirate is a project that I didn't really even like kind of see coming. I wasn't sure if I wanted to write a book about my marathons this year, but um, it, it's, there's going to be running components in it about it. It's going to be about my year of running marathons, but also a lot of other stuff. You know, I tell people I run, but if you hike, if you walk, if you do jazzercise, if you do spin, if you just – uh, you know, do whatever because you have plenty of fasciitis. That's okay. The analogy of run like a pirate is just pick something and go do it and give it 100% and don't make excuses. Mm -hmm. So that's really what the book is going to be about. It's going to be about my journey uh, and what I've learned um, and actually some recipes in there. I have some stories from other educators from around the country that run uh, little vignettes that I'm going to include. So, um, yeah, you know, motivation and inspiration are kind of funny words. In two months, are you going to be thinking about me and being motivated and inspired? Maybe. My goal is to really, like, help change your mindset. Uh, to be like, you know, my, my dad was dead at 62. He passed away from cancer. Um, and uh, he was not the healthiest of individuals. Um, and, you know, I, 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 want to, I want to see my grandkids. So I want to live a healthy life. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, things things that are hard sometimes. And I think about pain and I think about my dad and any pain that I can go through was nothing compared to the pain that he was going through, going through chemo and, and the end, you know, the final days of his life. Um, and somebody's always got it worse. And uh, again, you can make excuses or you can just get off the couch and go do something. And to me, that's, that's the message of run like a pirate. So it's going to hopefully be out in May of 2018. I need to finish my last 24 hour race. And, uh, and finish the book and my final thoughts. And um, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to share it with the world. That's awesome, man. Well, this, this was a, um, a, uh, the proverbial kick in the rear end for me chatting with you. <laughs> so, and I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure anyone listening, uh, I thought that it would be, and you haven't disappointed Adam. So um, awesome. no, that's, this has been fantastic. I appreciate you sharing your story. And I mean, cause I have seen some of the tweets that you have mentioned in terms of people, some of, in my PLN, Professional Learning Network, people who are posting pictures of getting back into running and things like that. So mm -hmm. you, you are making a difference, my friend. So thank you, awesome. for, thank you for sharing. And for anybody listening who has not yet followed you, how can they, uh, how can they find you online? Where can they uh, find more about Adam? Yeah, so I'm uh, A Welcome on Twitter, and I'm Mr. Welcome on Instagram. Instagram is where I share a lot of my daily life uh, and a lot more running stuff. I actually, I actually live Instagram, uh, my marathons a lot. I carry my phone and every few miles I'll like post a picture or a video. Um, and uh, yeah, AdamWelcome.me is my website. And uh, 
I keynote, I do workshops. You can hit me up if you need a, need a keynote and a speaker. I love working with school districts and uh, just kind of spread the message and help, uh, help the people find to do what's best for kids because at the end of the day, kids do deserve it. It's not about us. And the faster that we can realize that it's not about us and more about the kids and uh, giving the schools back to the kids, I think we're going to be in better shape overall. Hashtag amen. Just <laughs> put an <laughs> exclamation point on that right there. Well, Adam, thank you again, man. Totally appreciate uh, the time. Uh, I know I got something out of it. So if no one else listens to this, I got something out of it and it was worth my time. So appreciate it, man. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your time too, Brent. All you do, man. Oh, you got it. Thank you very much. And for everyone listening, thank you for tuning into Teaching Tales. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and hit that subscribe button in iTunes or Google Play. You can find it on my website at brentcoley.com on the podcast page as well. If you like what you hear, if you are inspired or encouraged, give us a like, a review. Once again, that's not about me or glory. That's to help get the word out to hopefully inspire more people. So once again, thank you for listening. And until next time, have a good one.